Welcome to Bioinnovator Spotlight at Life Science Org, where we listen to the life science leaders of tomorrow tell their story and discuss their challenges as founders and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, scientist turned communicator, Dr. David Kirk. Let's meet today's founder. I'm joined this week by Antonius Katsoulas, a PhD student at the University of Zurich in Switzerland, who's managing the Inunity project that is looking at treating multiple sclerosis. Please, Antonius, tell me a little bit about your background and uh, introduce yourself, how you came from uh, Greece to Switzerland as well. So, as you mentioned, I'm a PhD student here at the University of Zurich at the Institute of Laboratory Animal Sciences, but my background is uh, very diverse. So, I grew up in an, a small island called Lesbos, Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've heard of it. Um, and then I moved to Thessaloniki, which was part of my parents' hometown and where I studied for eight years, um, my bachelor, my master's and some other projects that I was working on, also COVID. Uh, so my master, pro- I, I was trained as a classic biologist. Um, and then my master project, my master in general was aquaculture and innovation. Um, so I was working with fish biology um, and how to make more innovative stuff around there, around that. And then I had the opportunity to work on gut microbiome, but from fish. So I, I was dwelling in the aquaculture um, and some new field there uh, called aquaponics, that you have plants and fish underneath uh, that are like all water-based. Uh, and then take the gut from this fish and you do some gut microbiome research. So I was dwelling around in a way different um, subject. And then I decided, you know, this is nice, but it's not for me. I want something better. I want something more human oriented. So that's why I went to neuroimmunology and I was presented with this opportunity and people, you know, um, gave their trust to me. (laughs) Uh, and uh, yeah. since then, I was trying to find a PhD position to transition more into translational research. Yeah. Um, and I applied into uh, US uh, and different cities around Europe. Um, and I was accepted in the University of Zurich. And I always wanted to move out of Greece because I could see the potential that cities outside of Greece, like Switzerland, or Norway uh, would give me as a scientist and Greece could not give me at that time. So that's why I decided to leave everything behind and move on to do what I wanted to do, which was to affect uh, more people with what I'm doing. Yeah, it sounds uh, it's something I can certainly empathize with. I I left Ireland for my PhD because of the economic crash in 2008, but there was nothing for years. Uh, What was the situation in Greece when you were looking around? So I finished uh, all of my studies and uh, I was working um, in a diagnostic lab for many years. Mm. Uh, But the situation was very hard to find a PhD position um, that would be interesting to what my interests are. Because um, I always wanted to find something that is more translational. Mm-hmm. That would that could potentially affect a lot of people, but in Greece everything was more plant-based or fish-based research, um, and 
also the economical crisis in Greece was not helpful for the positions and the infrastructure of the university as well. Um, there is a lot of exploitation, but without benefits. Not to, I don't want to downsize my, my country, <laughs> but as you as well, <clears throat> I left for something better. Yes, yes. And I, I could not find something that would be exactly my interest. So you were looking for something more translational. You were drawn to this project in Zurich. I was more drawn to human and neuroscience in general, right. because as I mentioned, my interest lies in, in psychology and understanding the human brain. Yeah. Um, and then I realized because I was working for COVID uh, for two years, I realized that I want something that could connect neuroscience and brain with uh, the immune system. So when the opportunity presented itself with this neuroimmunology project, yeah. I was blown away. And especially because of multiple sclerosis, because I also have a personal connection to the subject. Uh -huh. um, because um, a friend, a very good friend of mine um, that we grew up together, she was diagnosed when she was uh, 21 with multiple Gosh. sclerosis. Yeah. So it was also a personal touch that I wanted to move forward to it. Yeah. And now that you've had the opportunity to manage this immunity project and you want to spin it out, is this an extension of moving into the translational side? Yes. When I joined the project, the, the project was um, looking more into the mechanisms of the exact mechanisms the <clears throat> undergoing the development of multiple sclerosis and i could see that there is a potential to something that we found uh, so then i started looking into how we can find the drug to make it more translational and then i started building it and since the last uh, three years i'm building it have very nice data already and going forward to at least have a better option or one more option that could help ms patients yeah, and, and I'm also in contact. Sorry, I'm also in contact yeah. with patients, uh, which is also very important for me to get their feedback, to understand the struggles, and um, this also gives me motivation. Yeah, I can I, I can appreciate that certainly. I think it's something that a lot of uh, scientists we we're in the lab, we're away from patients and the people we aim to help and that connection can certainly help motivate in so many ways. Uh, I wanted to ask, um, we know you're focusing on multiple sclerosis. Uh, it's not a condition that I know personally much about. Uh, can you tell me what the major unmet challenge is in the field of treating multiple sclerosis? So multiple sclerosis has been characterized uh, since a lot of years now mm. by different big names in the field, not only as a disease, but as a, but as a disorder, as a syndrome, because it affects a lot of different um, uh, phases of the immune system, uh, from the brain to the spinal cord to the peripheral immune system. Um, and um, there's a lot of drugs and there's a lot of um, research around how to help MS patients. But um, all of the treatments that are now in the market, for example, and patients are, are treated with, uh, they're very, they're changing their immune system. For example, one of the treatments is depletion of B cells. 
which these are very important for the adaptive immune system. Uh, so the, these patients are exposed to different other environmental factors every day. So they have even more risks for other infections. But this treatment works. Um, so there's a need, especially for the progressive stages of multiple sclerosis. And to put it very simple, multiple sclerosis has very different uh, types um, throughout the phase, um, throughout the life of an MS patient. For example, you have first the relapse remitting stages, and then you have primary progressive and then secondary progressive multiple sclerosis. Um, and most of the drugs are designed for the relapse remitting stages to kind of like um, eliminate or decrease the, the number of um, relapses and remissions. Uh, but not, not, not all of the treatments working are working for the progressive stages. And this is where the most um, bad things are happening in the system. So this is where the demyelination is happening. This yeah. is when more disability is gonna uh, occur to the patients. And uh, most of the drugs kinda work and patients don't have any other options so they just continue with it. So in our case, we're looking for a drug that will target specifically the progressive stages. Because we understood that we found different pathways that are working in, at these specific stages, and we're trying to target them along with the existing drugs that they're in the market. Yeah. So the unmet need is that uh, there's not something that would target specifically the mechanisms at these progressive stages. Mm. So we're hoping that with our option, uh, patients will continue to have multiple sclerosis. We cannot reverse it at this stage, but we can at least help decrease the development, the disability, the problems that it uh, affects their lives. Yeah. And looking at yourself personally, what is the biggest challenge facing you as somebody who's about to found a company? So at this stage, um, because as I mentioned, I'm finishing the PhD. Mm -hmm. um, one of the challenges that I've already faced is hiring a team and making people trust that even at this early stage in your career, um, you know what you're doing and you know where you're going. Mm -hmm. And you know what you want to succeed, what you want to make. Uh, so also finding people that would believe as much as I do in the project and in me, as the leader of the project at the moment, uh, to follow me along this journey. So this is one of the challenges I have right now, along with um, founding the company per se, mm. because we have uh, IP filed, everything is kind of set up for having a nice infrastructure uh, for the project legally, uh, but uh, having a, a bigger team that I, I would also trust that's the biggest challenge for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that's uh, that's very understandable. It's such an early and delicate stage where you want to get everything lined up just right. Exactly. And uh, managing PhD life and uh, starting a startup is not as difficult as would people imagine. It is challenging. It mm -hmm. has its challenges and you need to work a lot of time. But um, the most challenging part for me is that I talk with people Mm. Um, CEOs or um, advisors uh, to help me understand more this 
uh, entrepreneurship world. Yeah. Um, the moment they hear that I'm still a PhD student, kind of like goes out of the window. <laughs> but but I hope that in six months when I'm finished, everything's gonna change. I would say so. I think it's uh, you'll have a you will certainly have a lot more time as well to work on it. Uh, yes. But uh, the other, yeah, you know, working, we're talking about the challenge is that uh, because my background uh, comes from aquaculture mm. and not from neuroimmunology or translational projects, people also think that um, they are not equipped enough, even though I know as much as anyone else around in the field at this stage. Finally, the last question I want to ask you, Antonius, is do you have a book recommendation for our founders, something that maybe made an impact on your career so far? So for me, one of the most uh, significant books that I've read, and I keep reading it from time to time when I'm facing challenges, uh, is the book of The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Okay. Um, Because it is very easy to read <clears throat> like a child's book but I, in my opinion it's so philosophical because it can touch different minds and different hearts of people um, throughout the world and inspire them with different messages because uh, i don't know if you know about the book or if you read it um, but basically you have this uh, this young a uh, person in the book that goes on on a quest to discover some some treasure but uh, in the end he realizes that he was trying to find his own purpose in life mm. and his personal treasure so and throughout the book you get these different challenges and how you cope with it and then at the end you understand that everything comes from your own mindset if you have a positive mindset and you see the world differently than other people's perception is, maybe you will have a different message. Mm -hmm. So when you get challenges, if you see them with a positive attitude, you can have um, a positive effect by these challenges. So a learning opportunity. And for me, this book gives like a, a timeless wisdom uh, throughout my story, my, my, my life story, yeah. uh, because it's also part of me, like self-growth, uh, self-discovery, uh, understand your, your dreams and how you pursue them. And by pursuing your dreams, you basically try to understand better yourself and how you want to impact people. Antonius, thank you so much for joining me on Bioinnovator Spotlight. Hopefully we will talk to you soon. Thank you for your time. Are you a life science CEO in Europe? Go to lifescienceorg.com, where you can connect, share, and engage with a community of your peers. We have a platform just for early stage founders too. You can join there at nextgen.lifescienceorg.com.